Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Folds, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 12th of Tammuz, 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. First of all, you should know that this week is going to be crazy. U.S. President Biden is coming to Israel and it's going to be stressful for myself, all the journalists, all the press officers in the country. Biden is going to come for about two days, landing on Wednesday afternoon and leaving Friday afternoon. I'll be covering all that he does and have been invited to cover some of the events that he's participating in, including giving opening remarks at the Maccabea Jewish Olympic Games, which opens on Thursday. He'll speak alongside Prime Minister Yair Lapid and President Herzog. The Maccabea is the world's biggest Jewish sporting event and it's held every four years. This year is the 21st gaming event. Preparations and media briefings for the games begin tomorrow on July 12th in the morning and then the games go on for about two weeks. So I'm going to be getting briefed tomorrow morning along with all the rest of the press. There will be tens of thousands of spectators coming to view these games. I look forward to also greeting Biden at the airport Wednesday in the afternoon. So if the Israel Daily News podcast is either released really early or really late, you should follow me on social media to understand that I'm I'm out covering the news and will bring it to you in podcast form either earlier or later than usual. But Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday of this week are just going to be insane with the U.S. President Joe Biden coverage as he's coming here to Israel. I'm now getting day to day updates from the president's press office here in Israel about preparations for U.S. President Biden. And they tell me that ahead of the visit, the Israeli president's house is undergoing a whole facelift in order to offer the best accommodation for President Biden. It includes painting the place, increasing staff on the floor, and hanging up U.S. and Israeli flags all around. They're being ironed and displayed around the house. A tent has been put up for media teams in the garden. A stage has been built from scratch in the center of the plaza. Flower displays showing the Star-Spangled Banner are out on the lawn, and the director of the Israeli president's office says since Biden is starting his Middle East tour here in Israel, that this is an important statement and needs to be treated as such. Of course, after the first stop in Israel, Biden will fly to Saudi Arabia, which is a statement in and of itself. He's going to be flying directly from Israel to Saudi Arabia. They got the permissions to do it using the airspace. And of course, it is suspected that President Biden will be trying to get gas from Saudi Arabia as the prices for gasoline in the United States are skyrocketing right now. Last week, we promised more government updates and Here's the latest. The Blue and White Party and the New Hope Party have joined forces for the upcoming election, announcing last night that these two parties are going to run on a joint slate. Defense Minister Benny Gantz heads the Blue and White Party, and Justice Minister Gideon Sa'ar leads New Hope. The two said at a press briefing they aim to serve the wide, patriotic center-right 
and hope to offer a middle ground to voters trying to avoid extremes. Gan says this merger will say no to racism, no to extremism, and yes to unity for all parts of the country and all types of citizens, ultra-Orthodox, Orthodox, secular, Muslims, Christians, Druze, and Jews. Gantz will take this party's top slot with Sa'ar as number two. They are reportedly trying to recruit former Israel Defense Forces Chief of Staff Gazi Eisenkot for the third spot on the party list. However... Eisenkot is also being recruited by interim Prime Minister Yair Lapid for the Yesh Atid party. Eisenkot is thought of as a person who can attract voters from the left and the right because he's very popular and has a very high profile. We'll keep you updated on that. In other government-related news, Yamina Party defector Amichai Chikli is expected to resign from the Knesset in a deal that would allow him to run again with an existing party in the upcoming November elections. To be a defector is to leave your party or swap your values and your cause for another one. Chikli constantly voted alongside the opposition in the last government, so much so that he was ejected from Yamina in April and declared a defector. He opposed his party's running with a diverse group of factions, in particular the Islamist Ra'am party. And rumor has it he's set to receive a reserved spot on the Likud party slate, which is former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's party. Now that makes sense because Netanyahu has been working closely with the Ra'am party in order to get more seats and work together and be able to create a government. Chikli submitted an appeal to his defector status in June, saying that it was unfair and undemocratic. He asked the court whether a Knesset member should be required to show allegiance to party leaders or voters themselves, suggesting his votes better represented his voter base than that of his party leaders. According to current law, he had to resign immediately in order to evade his defector status and run in the next election. If this tactic doesn't work, he'll be forced to create his own party if he wants to run in the November election. A court decision has changed the future of marriages in Israel. The Lod District Court ruled that the authority of the Interior Ministry is required to register marriages conducted through online civil marriage services. This means Israelis can get married without having to leave the country. One place that does this service is the state of Utah in the United States of America, which offers a program where you can officiate your marriage using an online program. The decision did not go without backlash, though. Orthodox politicians say it undermines the Jewish religious state. At the moment, Israeli law only allows marriage through established religious organizations, like the Rabbanut or a Sharia court, posing an obstacle for interfaith marriages and other types of unions that are prohibited by religion. Couples were able to avoid roadblocks by marrying in civil ceremonies abroad, like many Israelis go to Cyprus, for example, and then come back later and register with the population authority. But this can be challenging and even costly to come back and then register your marriage. Now, Israelis can marry through online services like the one that Utah offers, for example, instead of having to appear in person in front of the justice. This is a really hot topic issue here in Israel. People feel that they don't want to get married in only one way, and they'll really go out of their way to find other ways to get it done. Hadass Klein, a witness in the corruption trial of former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, filed a police complaint after a Netanyahu supporter posted a photo of her home on Twitter. 
and berated the woman, calling her manipulative, a liar, and other negative things. Along with his son, supporters of Netanyahu have been rude and aggressive toward witnesses and the prosecution on social media. Now, if you're not familiar, Benjamin Netanyahu, the former prime minister, is under a trial for corruption, bribery, and breach of trust. Now, this week, Klein testified twice against Netanyahu about the lavish gifts that her boss, Israeli Hollywood producer Arnon Milchan, gave to Netanyahu and his wife. During her testimony last Tuesday, Klein was accompanied by police at all times and spoke about how difficult the last six years of her life have been following that initial interview that she gave police. Klein was interviewed because she is the personal assistant to an Israeli Hollywood producer and also represents an Australian billionaire here in Israel. Both of these men apparently gave Netanyahu and his wife hundreds of thousands of shekels worth of gifts in exchange for personal and financial benefits in Israel. Klein told investigators about expensive cigars, champagne, and jewelry that apparently the Netanyahu's requested. Klein says her legal team told her she'd lose her job and her livelihood, but she said she wants to push through with her testimony in order to do the right thing. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. The financial support we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. I want to give a big, big thank you to Mary Ann Vollinger, who has just been so amazing. She's contributing and she's encouraging and she's sending emails and asking questions about Zionism and about the Israeli state. And it's very cool to answer such questions and an honor, actually. Thank you for your support, your words of encouragement, and all that you see in the future of the Israel Daily News. Thank you to all the listeners for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. We have one link in the show notes which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. We'll be updating you all week about Biden's trip to Israel. Israeli actress Shira Haas is starring in an upcoming Netflix series called Bodies. The show is a murder mystery based on a graphic novel, and she'll be playing a detective named DC Maplewood. The plot follows four detectives investigating the same murder throughout four different time periods. Haas stars alongside Jacob Fortune Lloyd from The Queen's Gambit, Stephen Graham from Boardwalk Empire, and Kyle Soler from The Inheritance. The actress gained international fame in 2020 for her role in the hit show Unorthodox. Filming for Bodies is currently taking place in England and will land on Netflix sometime next year. Here's a sweet one I'm going to leave you off with. 15 rescued sea turtles are successfully released back into the Mediterranean Sea. The marine animals went through months of rehabilitation at the Sea Turtle Rescue Center in Michmoret, which is a beautiful beach city south of Haifa. 
These 15 loggerhead and two green sea turtles suffered some physical injuries and had been brought to the facility through the winter. The species is considered endangered and is protected under Israeli law. After several months of intensive care, starting with antibiotics and fluids, the turtles were nursed back to complete health. And get this, scientists are monitoring their location with satellite tags that were glued to their shells to check up and make sure that they're doing okay. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, July 11th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 23 degrees Celsius and a high of 30 degrees. That's 73 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 86 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I sent it out late last night, so if you don't have it and you want it, just go to our website at israeldaily.news and sign up with your email. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes to the newsletter, and then I give you five stories from throughout the week that I think are worth mentioning. You can sign up for that on our website at israeldaily.news. Tonight we have the Sunset Series. It's Monday. I host an event every Monday for internationals living in Tel Aviv. And tonight we have Talia Zoref. I met her at Tel Aviv Fashion Week, and I am inviting her to come speak to our community of internationals tonight. She'll be talking about how she went from making sketches on her notepad to working with Chanel, Dior, Forbes, getting placed on the cover of Elle magazine. Her fashion designs are worldwide, and she's going to tell us how she did it and how being Israeli but having a Canadian mom actually really helped her bridge the gap to very high-end brands around the globe. So if you're an international between 20 and 40 and you're in the city, let me know and I'll help you come enjoy the Sunset Series event. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work on our Instagram page, israeldaily.news, and our interns, Eliana Neal, Carly Bruckner, and Amberly Jin for writing some of today's stories. I'll send you off today with Hof Ahava by Ya'ara Sholian. It's a great song. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Thank you.